Hey guys, you're listening to Millennials at the Movies. I am Amy. And I'm Novi. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And today we wanted to celebrate love with a movie that shows us exactly what real love is. A performance <laughs> you put on in high school. Today we're doing Get Over It. According to Google Movies, loosely based on A Midsummer Night's Dream, this story centers on Burke Landers, a high school student who is down on his luck. After losing his girlfriend, he resolves to get her back by any means possible, quitting his beloved basketball team and auditioning for the school play to be closer to his ex. Burke soon finds out the path to true love is never simple. It's streaming on Cinemax and DirecTV, and on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give it a 44, and the audience gives it a 51. We've been awful with <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes movies this year. We have not chosen anything that we liked. Oh, I'm, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> what do they know, right? Literally everyone. Um, I know I've seen this movie, and I remembered literally nothing about it except that Cisco was in it. I think that is literally the only thing that I heard about this movie. I remembered that about this movie, and for most of it, I kind of found myself wishing that Kel Mitchell were playing that role instead. Oh. I'm not I I loved Cisco. I think I have a nostalgia thing. I was in love with Cisco growing up. I feel like oh, a lot of people were. I loved Cisco too. I just feel like in this movie they really didn't give him a lot to do. There were a lot of scenes of yeah. him just sitting there staring at people doing stuff or slurping out of a straw. Yeah. <sighs> we will get there. <laughs> We open up with Burke and his like Dawson and Joey love story about oh, how he God. fell in love with his best friend when he was just seven years old. It was and such then, a disgusting story too because he's yeah. like, oh, the first girl you ever played doctor with, maybe it's because see, she's seen your junk and didn't run away screaming. I'm like, no, gross. That's disgusting. I don't care that you were both seven or whatever. It's still gross story. Like, no, dude. And it's just as gross that when she comes back all grown up, they make it back to each other and they decide mm -hmm. based on the fact that they dated when they were seven and, <laughs> you know, he didn't have a weird penis that they're just going to date now. <laughs> I mean, that's low expectations, too. Yeah, they you don't have a weird penis. Uh -huh. 16 months, though. That's so a long that time was, for high school. It really was. Yeah. So it's not even that it was just like, oh, well, this isn't still there. Yeah. It was, oh, well, this is there. And then as we find out in Burke's very astute words, boy, was I a dumbass. <laughs> and you know what? Those words carry on through the entire movie. Boy, is Burke a dumbass. And we'll get to all of the reasons why. But yeah, she's breaking up with him and he has no idea it's coming. No. And, like, not only does he have no idea it's coming leading up to this po point, but he doesn't even realize that she might be breaking up with him when she says that she needs to talk to him. I'm like, dude, those words, that's a curse right there. Like, you should have realized that this was a breakup conversation. Everybody knows that's a breakup conversation, right? We need to talk. <laughs> it was actually a pretty mature breakup as far as high school movies go, though. Like, she did it in person, privately. Mm -hmm. And she didn't insult him. She just said, we don't have chemistry anymore. I'm not yeah. feeling it anymore. So we should break up. Yeah. I, I really appreciated that about her. Me too. And you said for high school, honestly, for anyone, any age, that was like, I think that's a hard thing for some people to accept that 
everything was really, really good at the beginning. But as you know, you spend time together, the chemistry or the spark or whatever, it just isn't there anymore. It sometimes it just disappears. And that's okay. And people can't accept that. And I love that that's what the breakup was. It wasn't some bitchy thing, you know, that she did. actually kind of love her throughout the whole movie she's very in tune with his feelings for most of it and Mm -hmm. is trying her hardest to be mature about respecting his space and respecting his feelings and not trying to step on his toes as far as being in the same place or throwing things in his face and he just won't give her the same courtesy because I'm in love with her and so her wishes don't matter to me yeah, I can agree for the most part about her and like that she handled things as well as possible. Um, there were very few exceptions, and we'll get there when we get there. We will. <laughs> but now we are at vitamin C, and I love <laughs> this opening sequence so much. My note on it is: this is the longest intro in a movie ever. Like they did an entire song and dance performance. Of just him walking with his box of things. I'm not even saying it in a negative way. Like it wasn't enjoyable. I'm just like, they seriously just let vitamin, like vitamin C was the shit back then, I guess. I don't think I even realized that she was back then. She, she had wasn't. that one song. She had one song. <laughs> yeah. But they let her have an entire intro song in this movie. It was so cute though, because like, the song was performed really well. The background dancers all made me super happy. Like the old lady who was gardening and this was like her moment. And yeah. the two trash men who were just having their time. <laughs> yeah, it was I'm, cute. I'm in love with it. But I also was kind of confused because this is a quasi-musical. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell if this scene is actually happening or not. <laughs> because... We come to with Burke laying in his bed with the box. Mm-hmm. So the breakup definitely happened. And he seems to be reacting to the music every time vitamin C says stop, he stops. <laughs> yep. But it might just be that none of that's actually happening and he's stopping every two feet because being heartbroken just sucks and he can't breathe or see and his mind yeah. is shut down. Yeah. And this is just like a mental thing he's doing because we find out that he is hallucinating like half of this movie. All the time. Yeah, constantly. And we'll talk about his other hallucinations later, but this one, if it is just a hallucination, it was the best one that he has in the entire movie and it was fun. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. His parents are not fun. No, oh my god. Why did... This is a 2000s movie, right? Yes, and they're hosting like a Dr. Drew type sex show and their guest is Coolio, which is the biggest pile of late (laughs) 90s, early 2000s tropes I've ever heard. I loved seeing him though like he had the smallest like no point like appearance in this movie because he never comes back again spoiler alert but like I was just like oh my god it's Coolio yes I was like it was I was stupidly excited I don't even know why it's not like I'm Coolio's biggest fan or ever really was his biggest fan but like he is the 90s so he is (laughs) and but yeah they're awful parents Mm -hmm. they don't seem awful they seem to legitimately care about him but they don't care about him enough to respect his privacy or his Mm -hmm. boundaries Mm -hmm. and you get the impression right away that they are way too into his sex life 
way too. Like, and also way too into publicizing their own sex lives. I'm going to stand behind it every time. I've said this many times. I don't know if I've said this on this podcast. I, I know I've said this to you. I don't like when, and I know like this is a weird thing to say about a movie and characters in a movie, but I don't like when real couples publicize their sex. I don't want to see it. It's uncomfortable. That's for you. And I mean, fine, do you. I just still don't want to see it. And I felt like that with this. And it was uncomfortable. And then on top of that, the fact that their son is right there didn't help. No. And he wanted to talk about this sometime in private at home or something. And they couldn't just say, oh, well, we'll go talk to you about it backstage and not mic'd up in front of an audience or we'll yeah. talk about it at home. They forced him to talk about it in front of an audience into a microphone. Yep. And Good parenting. I, they're <laughs> the kind of parents that seem to think that everyone's business is everyone else's business. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like it. And he yeah, doesn't maybe. like it either. No. Can't blame him. It might be the only time we can't blame him throughout the movie. So let's just savor it. <laughs> uh, we meet his friends, Dennis and Felix, whom I love. Both of them. I do too. I have to say, though, because them, but then other characters that we meet too, we get no, like, real setup for characters. It's just like, here are these two guys, they're his friends. And then later, here are these two girls, they're going to be in the movie. And I'm like, okay, but who are they? What are they? What? We get to learn about both Felix and Dennis. Okay, no, we get to learn a little bit about each of them, sort of. A little more about Felix than Dennis, probably. But we don't get that much about them. And I get that it's not their movie. But I feel like movies, even this type of movie, they do a better job of like, this is who this person is, this is what kind of person they are, even if it's literally just they're in the background doing some stupid shit, you know? And I didn't get that here. I think the problem is that it was Burke's movie and Burke was not particularly likable, so you really want more from the other characters Maybe. and you don't get it. Yeah. We do get an entire scene just chock full of exposition. We mm-hmm. meet... Uh, Dennis and Felix in a very short amount of time. Uh, we also meet Kelly and her best friend Mason, which is a sink. Why? <laughs> like, wait, Mason? Nope. Nope. Mason. Uh, mm. Kelly is Felix's younger sister. One year younger. Mm-hmm. He treats her like she's four, even though they're at the same nightclub. Um, we also find out that Dennis, who I'm never going to be able to not call Cisco. I'm sorry. I know. Crush on Basin who finds him annoying and is kind of a bitch. Yep. Well, she is kind of a bitch, but he's literally staring at her tits. True. So I'm not really upset that he, she's like, oh yeah, can I help you? It's like, could you please not stare at my tits that openly at least? Like, I get, I get her. <laughs> um, but yeah, she is kind of a bitch. I just love Cisco, so it's like, no, just let him stare. Come on, it's fine. Just let him stare. He's not doing anything. He's just looking. <laughs> I remember that I loved the two of them together or the idea of it when I was a kid watching this movie. And now that I'm watching it, I'm just like, well, he's a creeper, doesn't really know her, and she mm-hmm. is an asshole. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't feel it. I'm not feeling it at all. But it's Cisco, yeah. so I want him to have it. <laughs> Get it. Get it, Cisco. Get it. <laughs> Coincidences abound because Allison is also at this party with her friend Maggie. Uh-huh. 
Allison wants to maturely leave to spare Burke's feelings, but Maggie convinces her it's okay to stay, and she agrees when she meets Bentley, a guy mm-hmm. played by Shane West, who therefore looks exactly like Shane West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, you know what? I don't care who he's playing or what he's doing or if he's good at it or literally anything because a it's shane west and b it's shane west with a really shitty british accent yeah it's still a british accent and i'm for it what's Uh up with his accent he sounds like madonna and i wonder (laughs) if that was a deliberate choice the movie made or if they just wrote his accent troubles into the script because his diction keeps shifting up and down and left and right and either he couldn't get the accent or they were just like yeah, you know what? This will be funny. Do it real weird. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I thought. I literally thought, because there is a point, I don't remember which part of the movie or like what he's saying exactly, but I literally thought he was like Southern of some kind, like that he was going to have some Southern accent at the end that that's what we were going to get. Like, yes, his accent is so fake that he actually has a Southern accent and he's doing a British accent because that's what it sounded like at one point. It sounded like he broke into Southern accent and then quickly went back to his shitty British accent. And I'm so sad that that never happened. I was so excited for him to just be like some cowboy. You know what I, I mean? I could totally buy it. Like, his yes. name is Bentley. He goes by Striker. Yes. That yes. absolutely sounds like the kind of thing that a rich guy named Bentley would do. It's like, I'm <laughs> to be European and call myself Striker. <laughs> okay, so can I rewrite this movie now? Please. <laughs> oh, just slash everywhere because... Mm. Um, but yes, Shane West is in this movie and I don't like at that point I was just like, cool, I don't care what happens in the rest of this movie as long as he is still there and also can you take your shirt off just a little maybe? Oh. Sorry. He is real. It is. They have a legit meet cute and end up tangoing together. Yep. Which totally sounds like a thing that would happen in a teen nightclub. Yeah, of course, why not? Yep. Like and- they know all the dance moves even though they just met. Oh, Why yeah, not? and they're super into it to the point where by the end of the dance, they're making out and mm-hmm. Burke sees them in a scene that should have had like 25 epilepsy warnings before it because it gave me a headache and I don't uh-huh. have seizures. Yeah, I agree. It was awful. It, like, I'm, I get it. Heartache sucks. I get it that you being in the same place at this, as this girl who just broke your heart like not willingly like she didn't want to hurt him but like broke up with you and it hurt I I get that it would suck but like maybe just leave them you know what I mean like maybe don't put yourself through this walk out just go you don't have to stand there watching them make out no not at all but I guess he does I guess so because he does he stays and he watches (sighs) he I don't remember I feel like this part of my notes was a little um, all over the place, but there is a line by Felix that I am hoping you can clear up for me because at some point, and I think it's before um, Allison and Stryker make out, I'm pretty sure it is, um, when, uh, geez, names, there are so many names, um, Burke is trying to tell them that he's going to go over there and talk to her. Um Felix says, you go over there, you might as well put your stick on a cracker. Yes. What the fuck does that mean? 
Uh, it's like saying you might as well cut your dick off and serve it up to her because <laughs> you are not the man anymore if you go over there and beg for her to like you again. That's the weirdest saying I've ever heard. I Put think your stick on a cracker. That's mm-hmm. the kind of thing that makes Felix my favorite. I don't need <laughs> any backstory on this person. He just says weird shit and I'm yeah. in for it. Yeah. I He would have been my favorite, but I, I we know. haven't met my favorite yet. I know. You do? Curious. I know. Yeah. The striker <laughs> was a teen boy bander overseas. Mm-hmm. His big song was You Are My Love Scud. And based on their military <laughs> gear, I'm assuming they're referring to the Russian missile scud. <laughs> but that's I didn't like even no know that. <laughs> No. Okay, maybe that's why you thought he was Southern because he was in like camo pants and a tank maybe. top and like Look at how erect my gun is. Yes. Oh, can I just say this song and music video belong in the Together movie? Okay. No, it was not even close to as good as Together. This was <laughs> like say it, don't spray it levels. <laughs> well, it could have just been another boy band that just wasn't as good as the no. two main ones. Whoa, wouldn't have even touched this. No. I mean, I was waiting for Rub One Out. You are my love's good. <laughs> Hey, I still would have been all for if Shane West had been in the Together movie. So you know what? I don't give a shit. Put him in a boy band, put him in that movie, and let's watch it. (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) Nice. Um, That was at least a better musical performance. While Burke's friends are amazing and try to stop him from further embarrassing himself, Uh Dennis even tells him, you're probably going to break up after high school anyway. You're not going to propose to your high school sweetheart. Except Uh then he decides, yes, I was. So he runs off, wasted, climbs up onto her awning, and then just yells uh, Elvis Costello's Allison at her poorly. So badly. So badly. Uh Uh-huh. Like, it was awful. When he gets to the line, my aim is true, he falls off the roof. And (laughs) without helping him at all, goes, Berg, your aim sucks. Felix is all of us. He's so wonderful. I'm so glad he was in this movie. Yeah, Burke, not only is he a terrible scream screamer, singer, because he's screaming the song at her, but, like, you don't do that, dude. He, She broke up with you. I know it sucks, but get the fuck over it, because not only are you pathetic as shit right now, because I'm sorry, guys, if you think that's romantic, it's really not. It's not romantic. But it's also really annoying. You know, like, I can't imagine some guy that I broke up with showing up at my front door screaming a song at me in the middle of the night. Dude. Oh, it's no. worse than at her front door. He's climbed her. Home. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which, you and know what? I have to give him a little credit because you were wasted and you climbed up there. Good for you, man. It's not helping, though, because she is paying him attention, but it's pity. And uh-huh. I feel like the more he acts like this, the more she goes, this was right. I needed someone who was a little more mature than you. Yep. Yeah, he's... I. This is, like, I felt a little bad for him at the beginning. And then I stopped pretty much immediately. I was like, okay, I don't care. You're doing this to yourself now. Like, I... Yep. She's keeping her distance from you. She's not trying to rub this in your face and you keep following her everywhere. Yeah, it's 
it, it's getting progressively annoying at this point, and we're not even that far into the movie, but it's like, no. hey, how about you do something else? Yeah. Uh, like, focus on your basketball, which I believe is the next scene. <laughs> I don't understand. They say he quit basketball in the uh, description. He never quit basketball. He doesn't. No. I don't I mean, think he quit. He kind of didn't show up to a lot of basketball. He never quit. <laughs> no, I don't think he never actually, he ever actually does throughout the movie. Or if he does, they don't tell us. <laughs> no. Before the basketball, we meet Desmond Forrest Oates, the dramatizer oh, yes, and we do. minor high school movie villain. And my favorite character. I knew <laughs> the actor. I don't even know if it's because of the actor, though he's wonderful. I love him. But honestly, he says the things to these kids, and I'm like, God, yes, I wish I could say half the shit you say to my students every single day. Just when they're annoying, you want to just tell them, like, are you stupid? Are you stupid? Or are you being stupid on purpose? What the fuck's wrong with you? And then go to their parents and tell them, are you just, just as stupid as your kid? Is that the explanation here? And you can't. You can't. But he gets to. Not to the parents, of course. But He insists that the student who's adjusting mm. a hanging poster is not doing it right and that she probably needs assistance to help her get dressed in the morning. Yep. And I feel like a character like him is like Marty from Big Fat Liar to me. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to write a character this cartoonishly evil, what you get out of it depends on how intensely that actor can be both cartoonish and evil. Martin mm-hmm. Short was perfect. He's so good. He's so fucking good. It's like, he he's this combination of, like, I'm a professional and I'm going to, like, handle things like a professional. Or he's, like, trying to put on that image at least um and i don't give a shit you're a moron (laughs) and it's so good that he goes in and out of those things because when the girls show up when he's yelling at this poor poor girl about the poster he like switches he's not i mean he's not nice to them but he's not that evil to them either no he's not that evil to them yet yeah but kelly's very excited because she wants to audition for a midsummer night's Uh, okay and you somehow tricked me into something with shakespeare in it and i hate you forever for it happy valentine's day bitch (laughs) but yes she is very excited about it um and i don't know why because it's shakespeare but she's adorable and i love her dimple they they do i don't even have a problem with plays i just hate shakespeare that's literally it Uh, we're not going back into that (laughs) Um, they're playing basketball and Stryker is flirting with all of the cheerleaders before Allison shows up and Burke is watching him do it and therefore not paying any attention to his basketball Uh Uh, he winds up basically getting his nose broken because he's spending too much time not looking at the basketball Mm -hmm. and the coach says nice move Landers catching the ball with your face next thing you know you'll be shooting three pointers with your ass (laughs) It the teachers or like the staff, I guess, in this movie are the best. Um, he also calls a uh, Cisco. Fuck it. He calls him fan. He says fancy moves, crazy legs, and I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> and crazy legs comes back, and I love that too. Like, Me too. Yes. Mm-hmm. At least like, you made that a thing. 
He loved it. He loved being called Crazy Legs, clearly, because he's the one who brings it up later. Yeah, he's bragging about it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I this is where I don't think Allison did the right thing, because he, like, gets his nose all bloody and broken, whatever, with the basketball, and she follows him out. It's like, no, let him go. Because, I like, I'm... I'm not saying that it's her fault that she's he's still like hung up on her. I'm not at all blaming her in any way. However, you've broken up. Clearly, he's not handling it well. Following him out doesn't help either of you. Let yeah. him go. He has other friends. Let them handle it. And I get that you're like, well, this person used to be my friend and we had a very long connection and I want to make sure he's okay because he got hurt. Mm-hmm. But you are not the person who should be doing that right now. You are not the Mm-mm. person he needs to be doing that right now. Mm-mm. Not at all. Yeah. And like, she's sweet. Cause I do think she legitimately cared and wanted to make sure he was okay and try to make things better between them or whatever, but it's not going to work. And I get it. High school, like, yeah, she's a high school girl. She's not going to understand that, but like, no, don't do that. And this is where I was just like, please stop following him out. Just let, let him go. Let him fucking deal with it. He's fine. You know? Or he will be. She's still trying to be mature because he's decided that if he is going to lose Allison, it's not Mm. going to be to someone like Stryker. So someone hot? (laughs) And talented? Kind of. When he starts whining about how could you ever replace me, she says, well, he's not a replacement for you or what we had. He is just what happened after. Yep. That's a very mature way to look at it, but he can't look at it like that because he can't imagine an after at this point no he's not ready for after yet he's still stuck in that same moment which and i get that too that you care is not helping Mm-mm. she says that her and her new boyfriend are going to try out for the play oh. and this is when this movie basically becomes high school musical the musical the series because <laughs> berg decides that he's going to stalk her there knowing he isn't wanted <laughs> Can I just say, at least in High School Musical, the musical, the series, I hate that fucking title so much. The guy has talent because we've heard Burke sing already. And please, please don't put us through any more of that. I was hoping that that was just like because he was drunk. Uh-huh. But no. 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 Kelly hears him say he's going to audition and decide she's going to offer her services. And it's clear by <sighs> Basin seizing that she's got this huge crush on Burke for reasons I can't possibly I get. I don't get it. Yeah, I I get that that's the movie this is supposed to be. But I was just sitting there like, because when we, I think, yeah, this, okay. So we see this happening, that exchange between them when she, when Kelly finds out that she's gonna, he's going to audition. When, um, first of all, my question was, I'm sorry, is Cisco sunbathing? Oh. Is that, is that well, what, he's do- what he's doing? Because he has no goddamn lines. He's just sitting there staring at Basin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which, can't blame him. These girls walk up in little bikinis and they look like them. So, yeah, you're going to stare. I get it. But that's exactly the same reason why I'm like, yes, sure, Kelly beautiful blonde girl, nice body, is head over heels in love with this fucking moron? Why? Why was Sabrina head over heels in love with Corey Matthews? Mm. I don't have the answer to that either. (laughs) Well, because, you know what, because... Wonder Years, Boy Meets World, where it's just like this hot girl and this like dweeby, losery guy that's just kind of like there... Well, like, because Topanga, hey. 
because Topanga was supposed to not be the Topanga they turned her into. And if it was the previous Topanga, the little weirdo, I would totally get them. Then again, Allison was his Topanga. His, I met you when I was seven. True. So I don't know the whole issue with, I get, I get it in a, like, this is my older brother's friend crush way, but this is way beyond this is my older brother's friend and I have a crush on him thing. I yeah. thought. And it was very immediately that because then she finds out she offers to help him and then they walk away with Basin like teasing her and them giggling about it. Yeah. Which was adorable, but I still don't buy it. And I don't feel all that bad for Kelly in future scenes. And we'll talk about him soon. <laughs> I wanted the movie to follow those two though, because they were so cute with their, uh, you don't know who Joni Mitchell is. And Oh yeah. They were adorable. Their friendship is probably the best thing in this movie, aside from the teachers. And uh, I want to say Cisco because he's Cisco, but really just Felix. <laughs> yeah. Um, they meet for coffee, Burke and Kelly, and she starts describing the story of a Midsummer Night's Dream to him, and he starts hallucinating hard, mm-hmm. but he's completely removing all of Allison's agency in his fantasy. He's picturing that she broke up with him because she was forced to due mm-hmm. to Demetrius, a.k.a. Stryker. Yep. But in reality, it had nothing to do with him. He wasn't even there yet. She just was not feeling the vagina tingles for him. <laughs> The vagina tingles. Yeah, I I stopped every time that he has fantasies about why this is happening that go into the Midsummer Night's Dream. Every Uh single time, it's she didn't want to break up with me. The fairies made her, or her father made her marry this other guy. It's like, no, she was not into you. The girl is not into you, baby. Stop it. Yeah, like start separating the play from your real life. These are not the same things. There are no fairies. A damsel in distress. She is apparently yeah. a woman very much capable of making her own damn decisions, and you were not one of them. Mm-hmm. I do wish that they hadn't sat there explaining the story, and then on top of that, having his stupid little fantasy about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm totally listening to what this story is about. I hope it's not important <laughs> to the <laughs> movie. <laughs> Guess what? Spoiler alert, it's super important to the movie, so pay attention to <laughs> to Kelly telling the story. <laughs> Kelly Maybe. is super into this time they're spending together. Yeah. But Burke basically says that he has no intention to try hard at the play just to put in the bare minimum effort to technically get in. So yeah. it him so much more. Yep. And then he kisses the side of Kelly's head like she's seven. Yep. Oh, I felt so bad for her. Uh, I, I don't know if I did. Honestly, I was just like, honey, you can do better. Just like he spends every second with her talking about his ex-girlfriend who he is trying to get back and is still in love with. Walk away, sweetie. Yeah, like, Stop I helping him. I want you to get what you want, but why is I want you to that? not want him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and that was my frustration with it. It wasn't her so much as it was. He's a fucking moron. But also you're, st- it's the same thing that I was saying to Burke. It's like, you don't have to be here. Walk the fuck away. So I wasn't upset that Kelly kept getting her heart broken over and over and over again because she knew and she kept coming back. Like he doesn't care about the play. So you're not even trying to help him with like this big dream of his. And then because you care about him, like dealing with the other shit, you know, he doesn't care about the play. He wants Allison back and you're helping him with that. You chose this. I don't feel bad. Exactly. I'm an awful person. 
I'm realizing that. Like, oh, your heart's broken? (laughs) Boo-hoo. We cut to the auditions, and Kelly sings a very adorable song that she wrote herself. And Mm. Horace Hodes completely patronizes her in the most smarmy, amazing way. First, Mm -hmm. he calls her song fun and then asked if she expected applause when she said she wrote it herself but it kind of looked like she did so she did and you know what no you don't get a fucking applause for it (laughs) which is kind of awful because we only see four auditions her uh peter wong striker and burke and all four of them got applause Oh. All three of them, except her. Every penis got applause for that uh, performance. Uh, that's true. But Peter and Wong Burke was Peter sucks. Wong. Burke sucks. Okay, so we're going to go through this. Peter Wong, I personally was not impressed by his singing abilities. He is adorable, and I love him for no reason at all. But that shy little look when the teacher man is... He keeps he has an awful name. I don't want to say his name. The teacher. Um, when he's like bragging about how wonderful he is, he gets this little shy little look and he's so cute and I love him, but his singing was not impressive. I think it was supposed to be. I wasn't impressed. Shane West cannot sing. Okay. What the fuck was that? (laughs) Forrest Oates is like ape shit though. Like he is (laughs) popping talent wood. For striker when he walks up. Like, I follow the popular arts. To me, they're (laughs) so dope. And then he decides he's going to play his own piano. And it's like, yes. (laughs) Yep. Uh, He's a strange man. Uh uh, Stryker plays Elvis Costello's Allison on the piano. Mm -hmm. And you see Burke just go, no. (laughs) But here's my question. Mm -hmm. Did he do it on purpose to just shit on Burke, or was it just a really unoriginal idea that both of them had? Because I don't know if he knew Burke would be there, and even if he did, he was not threatened by him. That's true. And even if he did, he wasn't there to hear Burke singing it to um, Allison, screaming it at whatever. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess Allison could have told him, but I also don't see that as something that Allison would have done, though we do find out that perhaps you know not to spoil or anything but maybe maggie would have told him who knows maybe a little bit uh-huh but i think it was just like the most basic bitch idea to do it really could have been oh, your name's in that song yeah yeah that's probably more accurate burke is overreacting over everything because he thinks that you know striker's doing it because of him it's like sweetie you're nothing to him why would he be threatened by you Yep. But he still can't sing. Shane West can't. No. Um, and he's supposed to be, you know, in a boy band and also so amazing for this show. And like, yes, look at him, but no, please stop singing. Um, and then Rick gets up there not knowing that he's supposed to sing, except you were just sitting there the entire fucking time watching people sing. So he what the fuck did late. you think? So oh, he true, only saw a couple people sing and maybe he thought you could just do whatever you wanted. It's not like he prepared for this. That's true. So, like, he whiffs hard. He, he can't think of any song to sing <laughs> at all. And then... <laughs> the worst thing in the world for me happened because he sees a girl with a big red shirt on and sings the fucking big red song. And I hate him because that song will forever be stuck in my head. Thank you so much, Burke. Um, he forgot and the audience. Words. Yeah. 
he doesn't even know the words to the song that he decided to sing. This is who this person is. But you know what doesn't happen? Nobody sings along to the Big Red song when you go up there and you don't even know the lyrics. Kelly, maybe. Basin, maybe. The rest of the audience would probably just be staring at them realistically. Like, they'd just be staring at them like, what the fuck's wrong with you people? Because these people are here for theater. I don't think they'd be very impressed by this. Yeah, like, oh, yay, somebody who's competing against us takes this thing that I am in love with and eat, sleep, and shit. Mm -hmm. No, seriously at all, does not give a flying fuck. Not at all. He is mocking my passion. Yep. But, you know, we love him. Isn't that great? But the Big Red song has that power. Maybe that's what it is. They all sang along with him and kind of supported him. And he does this little, like, yes, kick at the end thing. Mm-hmm. And they are all applauding him. But it doesn't feel like the same applause that uh, Stryker got. It was more like, oh, somebody is mentally challenged, little brother. <laughs> like, oh, buddy, you got through it. Oh, you know, not far off. <laughs> Something's wrong with him. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with him, though. Mm. But yeah, he's... Safe to say, my least favorite character in this entire thing. Same. So bad. (sighs) He decides that he has to call Kelly to thank her, and we find out that Felix's aunt's dog (laughs) won't stop humping things. That joke will not (laughs) land even once the entire rest of the movie. No. It's... Okay, there's a lot, and we haven't gotten to any of them yet, but there's so much that happens in this movie where I'm just like, why is this in this? What did this have to do with anything? It's a running gag, though, and they just keep cutting back to it and back to it, and I'm waiting for it to land. Not and it never does, yeah. Um, It's sweet that he wants to call. Felix does not trust it, which, I mean, is one part overprotective brother shit that I hate, and another part, it's just like... If I have talked to a person about sex, I don't ever want that person to have sex with my sister. Yeah. Agreed. Especially knowing he's still that into his ex. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I usually would be really mad at the older brother protective shit, because fuck you. But I'm not mad at it for this, because he knows Burke very well. And while they are friends, and he will, I'm sure, always be there for Burke, he doesn't want this asshole who has clear issues to fuck with his sister because he's still in love with his ex-girlfriend cannot let it go so whatever he's doing with my little sister is clearly fucking with her and you can't tell me that he didn't know through all these years that his little sister had a crush on burke he knew there's no way he couldn't have known so i'm not mad at him for it be overprotective Um, Stryker, Allison, Kelly, and Peter get the lead roles, and when Kelly is excited about it, Forrest Oates immediately negs her by telling her not to fuck it up. Yep. And I love it's it. great, like, <laughs> to see him not so subtly just strip down her happiness and confidence in every scene they're in together. <laughs> and I'm- I don't know why he picks on her specifically more than others, but I'm here for it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm so excited for there to be a payoff of that, though. Mm. There is, I think, right? We'll see. Um, he he also says something along the lines of what Bobby De Niro said to me. Well, not to me, but I read it, and I'm like, you would you would say things like that? You just, I think 
every time he has a line, I mean, he says a lot of things in the movie, but lines like that, you're just like, okay, I get it. I get who you are. Yeah, he names a you. lot. He really does. And he didn't, it wasn't even like an actual, like, yeah, I actually was in the same place as this man once. It was literally, I read it in a paper or whatever, in a magazine. Mm-hmm. So uh, Basin and Burke basically get, like, chorus parts. Mm-hmm. And when Burke says, wait, I can't go to the first rehearsal, I have oh. basketball, Forrest Oates threatens him, and he raises his arms, and he has these faux punk wannabe poser bracelets. He has that one with, like, giant spikes, <laughs> and the other one with safety pins. <laughs> and he's a middle-aged trauma teacher, and I love it. Like, hello, hello, young people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I need to get me some of those bracelets when we go back to school. <laughs> Learning so much from this man. Um, but yeah, and I'm not even upset that he's mad at Burke and threatening him. but Because like on one hand, you shouldn't as a teacher threaten your students. But on the other hand, so you join the play and you're like, oh yeah, no, I can't make it. Can you change the date? No, fuck you. Like th- this is an actual thing. These people's lives revolve around this. Fuck you. To fuck be fair, mm-hmm. Burke barely has a part. They do not need him at this rehearsal. But also it's their first rehearsal ever. And I think it says something about you as a person. If you're just like, I'm just not going to show or I can't be there. So change things or whatever. It's like, no, yeah. like, I'm sure there's, I've, I've never been in theater, but I'm sure there's some sort of like, like, uh, what's the community building that happens on the first day? You know what I mean? I would imagine. We don't see yeah. it, but there probably has to be. <laughs> well, he shows up late, so we he don't does. see it. but. Mm-hmm. He gives the perfect GIF afterwards for the second that Forrest Oates threatens him oh. and then turns around. He mouths, fuck <laughs> you. And just like, oh, like very openly flips him off and then just goes, what? No, I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> and that's going to be the GIF I post for this episode. Um, <laughs> if I can find it, fuck. Uh, yeah, though he shows up late and... There are a lot of things said, I think, by Forrest Oates, and my favorite one and my favorite line of the entire movie is, and thanks for not showering. What a super instinct. And I'm like, oh, love you. I love you. Okay. This is his bit part in the play, and he has ditched partway through his basketball practice, shown up late, unshowered. Yep. To a play that doesn't realistically need him, and then he <laughs> falls asleep. So everyone hates him everywhere. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't know if he was supposed to be like that lovable, stupid, uh, like, oh, haha, isn't it cute how, you know, selfish and stupid he is? It's like, no, but it's not. I don't know if he was meant to be, but it never comes across that way ever. Not even once. No. Um, in his dream this time, Allison has oh. been brainwashed into leaving him, and he challenges Dream Striker into a sword fight and then a fist fight. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that Striker has a way bigger sword and is better at fisting than he is. <laughs> anyway, and then gets a golden shower from a horse. Oh, God. That was all awful. As if the scene wasn't bad enough. You're in the description. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I feel great about it. I know you do. <laughs> oh, man. 
I'm like crying from that description because like I my only note on that was wow that awful scene was ridiculous and then <laughs> that what can I yeah. say oh god but yeah he's he's asleep and dreaming of fairies and fighting and even in his dream I enjoy based on your description anyway um you know even in Burke's dream of him trying to get the girl and fighting against um striker striker has a bigger dick than him yep <laughs> and wins easily yep uh they cut to felix and dennis deciding that they have to help him because he's getting pathetic mm-hmm. and dennis says you don't just arbitrarily release replace someone's soulmate i mean look at the old lady from the titanic she ain't never got over that but she <laughs> did because she got married pretty fast she showed up at the titanic with her grandkid yep so and you know what my favorite part of that scene was by the way what cisco can't say arbitrarily and it's adorable <laughs> he fucks it up and i'm guessing that was their best shot of it and they're like okay we're just gonna go with it because you can't say it any better than that at least in my head that's what it is he can't say arbitrarily though he says arbiter i don't know he says it wrong though and it's so oh. cute my, my my teenage heart was beating for that <laughs> cute. yeah it, so his whole example of the titanic thing though it doesn't really help things here mm-hmm. No, but Felix still decides that they need to get Burke laid and away from both Allison and Kelly. And considering uh-huh. what a mess he is, the only girl that he thinks will do it is someone who is beautiful but violently accident And I love her so much. She's so cute. She's adorable. Like, first of all, she's hot blonde, right? Mm-hmm. So she's that girl with a bikini running on the beach, kind of slow motion-y, and loses her top. And then all these awful things happen around her. But you know what? The poor thing. It's not her fault. Like, that must be really shitty for her. And she's still perky and adorable and sweet. So, you know what? Don't set her up with Burke. Fuck Burke. According to Felix, she's beautiful, she's built, and apparently she's totally willing to lower her standards. (laughs) Well, probably because most men are scared of her. don't blame them necessarily, but I want her to have something better than lowering her standards for an asshole, so. Yeah, but, you know, he agrees, Burke does, to go on this date, and mm-hmm. I think they're suggesting that Doralyn is in her 20s because of her six-year coma. Yeah. So her dating high school kids doesn't always work cool. for me. But no. she's kind of adorable, and the date being a constant threat to Burke's life was funny. Like. Mm-hmm. She's talking about, I'm getting on with my life and want you to get on with yours while gesticulating wildly (laughs) with a knife. Uh Uh-huh. So cute. And then she realizes, like, oops. (laughs) But you know what the best part is, is that they do all of that and you're like, oh, see, nothing happened. It's totally fine. And then, oh, my God, (laughs) the whole restaurant dies. No, no, they don't actually die, but kind (laughs) of. Yeah. Gets set on fire, you know. All the normal oh, stuff. But one child in that entire restaurant is very happy because tits! Wow! And that's never cool for me. No. Nope. Please stop making little, like, 10-year-olds say tits in a movie. Please. I'm begging you. They won't. It seems like such a, a small ask, and yet... Mm, they never will give me what I want. <laughs> um, 
they're doing play rehearsals and Kelly's performance of Pocket Full of Dreams is pretty adorable, but Forrest Oat hate hates it because it isn't like aggressive enough. It's just not and, very good, he says. Yeah. <laughs> but he decides that he's gonna show her how he wants it. <laughs> There's a lot of stomping and he's upset yeah. that she isn't plucking the imaginary fairy hard enough. I would watch this man do a one-man show of this musical. Yes, I would too. It would be so much better. No offense to these kids, but it would be so much better. They're, uh, he's honestly, like, there was so much in this movie that I was just like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And if he wasn't in it, I would have hated you so much for making yeah. me watch it. Not to spoiler my, like, final rating or anything like that, but yeah. <laughs> Dennis has joined stage crew because apparently his basketball isn't going to suffer at all because of it. Mm-hmm. And he tries to go sit with Basin and even though she barely has a part in this musical at all, she's like, no, you can't sit with me. You have to go sit with those two guys who are pretending to fillet swords on each other. <laughs> I love those guys. A. B. She's sitting alone. So she'd yeah. rather just sit there by herself than have this guy sit like four seats away from her he's not doing anything and i think what's particularly funny about it is she is not good at this play Uh -uh. she is having issues dancing with her partner that are completely her fault her fault Mm -hmm. she did not get a singing part Mm -mm. and no one wants to sit with her and yet she's still like no you can't sit with me i'm special yeah it's just like she's an asshole and I don't want this to happen. Yeah, I don't know why you shipped them, but I did, but I loved him. So yeah. I, I just was like, You just okay, wanted whatever. him to have yeah. yeah, I get that. <laughs> and she's like she's I think she's the most adorable person in this movie. Like looks wise, she is the cutest person in this movie. Um no, wait, shameless. But um <laughs> but like she's playing this like princess bitch and I'm like and I don't, like, because she's not either of the female leads, we don't get to see her grow out of it. So I never want her to have a good thing, you know? No. Uh, during the <sighs> rehearsal, Stryker admits to Burke that he would have done the same thing he did, only I'd have a bigger part. Which is <laughs> great, because it goes back to his freaking bigger dick again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, can I just say, maybe this is when it started, but there was a point in the play, and I will talk about it when we get there, but I started to go, oh my god, these boys want each other. Okay, I don't think it was here, though, because literally I have written in my notes, Stryker is creating his own chemistry because Ben Foster has not been pulling his weight at all selling this. Mm. Nice. Okay, so maybe it wasn't here. (laughs) And speaking of him not pulling his weight selling it, Kelly and oh. Burke are flirting over the piano, and it would have been super cute, except he's got no chemistry with her either. None. And he's and using it was her such obvious a... crush on him to help her win his ex back. Uh-huh. Like, and it was such a cute scene, and it's so wasted on him. It is. And the crush is so obvious, though, that your suspension yeah. of disbelief that he doesn't know is out the window, which makes it not cute at all. Not at all. Yeah. Like, if he didn't know, I could see it being a little cute. But if he mm. knows, and he has to know, and he is just sitting here using her emotions, mm. then it becomes something I don't think they want it to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that we're we're supposed to believe that he just has no idea because he's so caught up in the Allison thing and the striker thing that he can't see it. But it's like, dude, no, like there's no way you can't see it. Maybe you didn't see it, but you see it now. But whatever, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> Felix and Dennis decide to take him uh, to a dominatrix bar to help, which I don't know what they think that's going to help. And I don't know why they want to be there to watch, but it's special. Okay, so first of all, Burke, how do you feel about half naked women? Gee, let me think. How does a straight guy, especially a teenager, feel? Of, hmm, no, he's not into it at all, I'm sure. First of all, that. Second of all, what was the point of that whole thing? Like, what was the point of the sex club? To have what? a supermodel in the movie, to have a supermodel in the movie say, Behold, my majestic corseted form. Because <laughs> nobody says that. No. And also, to force another conversation with his disgusting parents. Yes. And before we get there, literally, this was the scene I went, See, I mean it. They just want to put tits in movies and they will put tits in tits in movies in every way they can. Because, you know, I didn't have a problem with the tits at the pool scene. I didn't have a problem with the uh, cute blonde girl running, you know, in, at the beach in a bathing suit and then losing her top, even though we don't actually see her tits. But I didn't have problems with those. I didn't even have a, necessarily a problem with the woman at the restaurant who loses her top. This is literally just like, we want to see more hot chicks, so we're going to put hot chicks in this movie for no fucking reason. Also, we want to put Carmen Electra in the movie, and what else are we going to do? Because she was supposed to be a freaky, slutty person. So here you go. It's like, I don't need it, though. This had nothing to do with the story. It didn't help in any way, and then it put us into the car with Burke and his awful fucking parents. Uh, he finds out that they're proud that the cops arrested him in his undies in a sex swing at, at the dominatrix bar. Mm-hmm. They offer to take him out for frozen yogurt or to just go home so he can masturbate over the whole experience. Polish I've never had more secondhand embarrassment over anything. Yep. Like, uh, it just hurt. It really hurt. Like, none of that was necessary. We already got the weirdo fucking parents earlier. We didn't need that. We didn't need the sex club. It didn't do anything for anyone. Like, that was a different movie, right? I feel like that was from a different movie. A little, but it might have actually helped Burke. Because when he gets to the play the next day, there's a newspaper with a photo of him in it. Which Mm -hmm. I don't believe is legal because I don't think he's 18. No, he can't be, It would not have put him in a sex swing in a newspaper. No. but. I feel like he went in a little bit more confident because once you hit rock bottom, there's nowhere to go but up. And it's just like, okay, there's nothing worse going to happen than that. So. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but he still doesn't do anything that impressive for me anyway. (laughs) Um, Stryker threatens Burke with nunchucks for Mm -hmm. some reason. Why not? Beams the stage assistant and the girl nuts with them. Poor thing. That poor girl gets all the worst of everything. Also, poor Peter Wong, because he Mm -hmm. is being held up on a harness by her when she gets her nuts hit. He, you know, gets dropped and apparently gets an injury where the bone is coming out. Oof, yeah. Yep. Um, It does, however, lead to a great quote where yes. uh, 
Uh, is it your favorite? I'll let you say it if it is. No, it's not. Okay, good. Uh, and if we're talking about the same thing, which I'm sure we are, Forrest Oates says to the assistant, keep icing your front bum. And I don't know if that's what you were referring no. to, but I love that so very much. So good. <laughs> when they're taking Peter Wong out, he oh. is not happy about it. And he oh. very dramatically yells, this is my theater, my show. Forrest Oates is my special buddy. <laughs> what? Hey, Forrest Oates, you're not supposed to fuck the kids. I don't know if anyone told you that when you got hired, but That's what a special friend. Too. Yeah, like what the hell else could special friend mean? Plus, you know, that boner you were talking about him having for the talent. We're just going to not think about that any further no. than that. We're just pretend that didn't happen. But... <laughs> Because this movie is all about Burke and Peter was playing one of the two male leads, of course Burke ends up with the lead in spite of the fact that his audition was a tragedy and he's been blowing off most of the rehearsals. (laughs) All of his rehearsals that he's been to have also been tragedies with the one line he has. Yep. And, you know, I think that... Stryker thinks this is a brilliant plan. And I'm not really sure what he thinks he's going to get out of it. Because, like, you just put him on the stage and gave him a role in which he kisses Allison. Yeah. And I get that he sucks, but clearly he has no problems with sucking. <laughs> right? So what are, you, what are you up to? I don't understand. Maybe he assumes that he'll just quit. But I don't see that happening since what he Mm-mm. came here to do was kiss Allison. Mm-hmm. So it was a really dumb plan, but you know, he he's cute. He doesn't have to be smart. Equally <sighs> dumb though, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh someone called Little Steve oh. asks if he can be the lead. Mm-hmm. And Forrest Oates is like, no, of course not you. Any yeah. real options. Except later on, when we see the play, Little Steve kicks ass. He's the best part of the entire play. He has songs, he has dances, he has lines, and he kills it. And you gave the secondary lead to this chode? Yeah, for some reason, he does not like him. (laughs) Like, he has a couple of people that he doesn't like, but at least when it came to Kelly, when he didn't like her, he still said, well, yeah, but you're the best secondary lead that we have. Whereas apparently little Steve just can't do it, even though he is the best. Maybe it's because he's the best at his role and like, he doesn't want to lose him as a fairy. <laughs> Maybe it's the hair. <laughs> Maybe he'd cut it off. Look at it. Look at his fucking enthusiasm, dude. He'd do anything for that role. Um, Kelly swears that she'll help Burke figure out how to play Lysander. And they have a kind of legitimately cute moment where he encourages her to rewrite the song in the play because she hates it and, like, she's the best person there. Mm -hmm. And I would find it cute if they were developing a friendship or even if they were developing a relationship, except he calls her Allison and then she accidentally shoots him with a crossbow. Another scene I didn't understand. Yeah, I didn't get that either, though. Like, why was that there in the rushing him into the hospital thing? Like, did it It didn't add anything. And I just sat there and I went, you, are, yeah, you thought it was a prop. I get it. But, dude, like, I, I would never like, 
do that. Like, I'd be terrified to even touch that thing, even if it was a prop, let alone aim it at someone and pull the trigger, <laughs> you know? Like, they not a smart choice. to have <laughs> the moment of him telling her to rewrite the song. It was a very important moment, but I feel like they didn't know where to fit it into the story. And then we're like, oh, well, we can just do this little gag. But he has to do a lot of dancing in the play and arm movements and things like that. And we never see his arm fuck with him ever again. Yeah, I thought it was- One throw away. Yeah, like I thought it was like leading to something. You know what I mean? I I was like, oh shit, this is going to fuck things up for Burke now because he's hurt and he's going to miss rehearsal or whatever. Something's going to come of this. Except nothing comes of it. They never mentioned it again until the very end of the fucking movie. And even then- it means nothing, really. Exactly. It was really weird. But yeah, um, he did, I'm not going to say he deserved it. Maybe that's an awful thing to say. But also, you just fucking called her Allison, bro. Yeah. And uh, that puts me so much further away from wanting this to be a rom-com. Yeah, he also says, I swear, if Allison doesn't appreciate this. Like, no, Allison clearly doesn't appreciate this. Allison doesn't want you to do this. She doesn't want you. Stop. She would have appreciated your ass being back playing basketball while she was here having a time with her boyfriend. Exactly. But, I mean, he doesn't actually care what Allison no. wants. And how about this? Uh, let's rom-com it where freaking Kelly and Basin have an adventure with yeah. each other. Oh, I think I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Um... Felix thinks that theater guys are pretending to be gay to get access to his little sister's <laughs> vagina, which is weird logic, but okay. Sure. Makes sense or something. I don't know. And then he insists that because Burke's parents are out of town, they have to throw a party at uh, Burke's house, even yep. though he says no. Yep. That, not cool. Nope. Felix, don't do that. And then some fun things happen, but we'll get there because we're not at the party just yet because Burke goes into the store to get something and I immediately was like, leave Kelly alone, you fucking bitch. Like, I knew it had to be something having to do with her and I wanted him to stop right the fuck now. Yeah. And we don't even know what it is for a while and I hated him for it. Yeah. Because he is leading her on. He is literally just like, this feels good because she loves me. And she'll always be here for me. Yeah, like, I'm just going to keep stringing her along. Exactly. But he does help Kelly get enough confidence to go talk to Forrest Oates about changing the song. Mm -hmm. And he just flips out. Um, He reads her song, which reading her song is not a helpful way to experience a song. Song lyrics, Mm -hmm. you're just reading them in your own mind and you don't know the melody, are all stupid. Yeah, I agree. Uh, He doesn't like them. And she says, you know, some of those lyrics are Shakespeare's. Ah, and what's the last tune you hummed from Macbeth? (laughs) Oh, okay, I'm... I'm having torn feelings about this because always encourage your students to do things, blah, blah, blah. But dude, this is, as far as we know anyway, your first play that you're a part of, you already have the role. You are sitting here telling this teacher, hey, your song sucks and I rewrote it. Even though she's trying to put it way more nicely than that. I don't think it's a smart idea. I don't think she should have done it. No. Even if the song did suck. 
And even mm. though he didn't handle it well, I'm not trying to like defend him in any way. He was an asshole, but and she's trying to be very nice about it. She's saying, well, we both know the song isn't working. Yeah. But go make the song work. That's your role. Yeah, exactly. He wants you to stomp, fucking stomp, you know? <laughs> but he does also say to her when she comes into the office, oh, fun hair clip. And I'm like, <laughs> you're such an asshole. Why yep. are you such an asshole? Thank you for making me laugh, though. Um, but yeah, um, there is that scene, though, where the boys, well, I mean, everyone's rehearsing, but the boys are the part I want to talk about, where they are rehearsing their dance moves, and Forrest Oates is showing them how he wants them to hold their hand out in front of their dicks while they do their thrusty dance moves. Mm-hmm. And so Burke tries it, and there is a moment in which I keep wanting to call him Shane West. Stryker and Burke kind of look at each other and smile, and Stryker gives him a little nod and starts to do the, the hand dick thing too. <laughs> and I wanted that to keep going. I, I'm sure that was just the actors. You know, then not, it wasn't supposed to be like the, because they still hate each other. So it wasn't supposed to be a real thing, but I loved it. It was adorable. And I hate Burke still, but you know what? Stryker could probably at least fucking handle him. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to leave your fan fiction world right now. <laughs> um, because Burke is still constantly talking about Allison, but. Yep. Not so much that he can't convince himself to kiss Kelly in rehearsals anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the only thing that stops him is that Felix has broken into Burke's house and is throwing a party against his will. And I've never wanted anyone to have something done against their will so much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, no, you know, stop that by any means necessary. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Please. Yeah. And... I'm not for Felix doing that, but I'm even less for Allison being at that party. Because yeah, earlier we were talking about, yeah, like y- you're doing a good job this whole time of trying to distance yourself and let him have his space and get over it and whatever. And he's the one coming into your space and cool. However, you didn't have to be at this fucking party. It was at his house. You knew that. So maybe don't go. Like you don't have to be at every party. Everything about this party scene was bad for me. I agree. From the Starting, vomit. Yes. Oh. Uh, someone oh. vomits in a punch bowl and then oh. other people accidentally drink that vomit. I've never needed that visual in my life. I especially didn't need it earlier when I was eating pico de gallo. Oh, gross. <laughs> I was eating a peanut butter bar, so not exactly the same, but also gross. Yeah. But I want to put this into perspective. This is an hour 25 minute movie or so mm-hmm. the party the inside portions of the party were about three and a half minutes long mm. so first there is vomit then yeah. striker tries to kind of shoot his shot with kelly even though he's with allison mm-hmm. and he not only gets turned down by her but he gets into a little fight with felix over it Mm-hmm. Bert goes to tattle to Allison, but is the wrong person to do it because of all of his other little dick's jealousy the entire movie. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't buy it until she sees him, apparently the fastest guy in the world, because it was about 20 <laughs> seconds after he was trying to hook up with Kelly and fighting with Felix. Allison's best friend has her legs wrapped around him and he's eating her hair for some reason. <laughs> 
how long was this party supposed to have been? Because this has been a minute and a half total. Oh, I, I don't know. But you know what I don't like? What? That this reminded me of t- 10 things I hate about you. Black best friend to the girl who has a douche guy, douche uh, bag boyfriend who is who we the whole rest of the time we think she's a great friend she's trying to come like tell her like hey your ex is ridiculous and stupid and awful and you should just move on and i loved her for all of that but now she is fucking around with her boyfriend behind her back and it made me think of that of 10 things and i hate it that they did that because it's like so you put the girl you put the best friend, okay, you put a black girl as the best friend, and that already was kind of bad because all the leads are white, you know? But, and then you made her an awful fucking bitch. Why? It reminded me of Drive Me Crazy when fucking, uh, uh I think it was Melissa Joan Hart's character's best friend was, like, getting Adrienne Grenier to do body shots off of her at a party. yeah. Oh, Adrian Garnier. Oh, yeah. Garnier. I said his last name wrong. Doesn't fucking matter. We'll get to him. <laughs> nice man. Um. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I hated that. I don't understand. I didn't understand that either. Did it have to be her? Did it have to be the best friend? Couldn't it have been somebody else? I don't know why it had to be her, but they were setting it up throughout the previous parts of the movie where mm-hmm. when he was going to Allison he would be in the middle and he'd throw an arm over both of them. Both of them. That's true. Yep. So I think they were just trying to lead you there. But the party seemed so short. And then we it's like, okay, it's an hour and a half movie. If you want it to still be an hour and a half, how about we don't have Carmen Electra in a sex dungeon? But, but how, how dare you even say parents? that? Let's cut off his parents a little bit. Let's like that I'm we good could have with, yeah. cut off a good five minutes so this party could have not felt like it happened in the sands of an hourglass. <laughs> and so are the days of our lives. <laughs> but yes, um, I don't. I like. There's so much in this movie. I'm just like, but what? Why? What? And then at some point, you're just like, okay, sure, fine. Yeah, that's just what this movie is. Um, Burke is pouting outside because he was trying to tell Allison that Stryker was a bad guy and she wouldn't listen to him and she told them all the fuck off. Mm-hmm. And Kelly follows him out and they have a conversation again where he is whining about how he's done everything for Allison and she doesn't even appreciate it and then she is staring at him like he is the Allison to her and mm-hmm. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate everything about it. They kiss, and then he stops and says he can't do it. Not because he's still in love with Allison, not because he's confused, but because she's Felix's little sister. Yep. And that's the only time in which I was like, okay, at least Kelly stood up and was like, screw you. Because, like, that's not what this is. It didn't matter that I was his little sister the last time he kissed me, you know? So, what the fuck? Um, All of that was awful. And I hate him so very fucking much. And I don't like her either. I do like that she was just like, screw you. But I don't like her because she is a pathetic little fucking girl. Because she's sitting there like, you're talking about how you've done everything for Allison and how you're in love with her. And oh, you kissed me again. Yay. Like, why do you want him to kiss you? (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, I get like you can't help who you like, but value your self respect. Yeah. <laughs> and then Felix does the best thing in the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. Because he sees them kissing. Kelly walks away and Felix walks up and punches Bert in the face. And thank you so worst, much because we all wanted to. Worst reason, but I wanted somebody to do it. So. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't care what his reason is. <laughs> Burke goes inside to get something to fix his face and his parents oh, come home oh. early and they're all like, oh, we're so proud you're having a party. We would have gotten you a DJ. And he mm-hmm. finally asserts his need for boundaries with them. And I gotta admit, I was here for that more than I was here for any romance that has happened so far. <laughs> yeah. They're the worst parents. Yeah. Like, clearly your son is not okay in any way at all. No. And you're not paying any attention to that or trying to fix it. And, and they still don't. No. <laughs> <sighs> To be honest, even more than that, I loved the scene with Kelly and Felix after that. Like, mm. he seemed to finally start understanding that he has to find ways to protect her and have her back as a young woman and not mm. as a little girl. Yeah. And, and the that was moment, sweet. Yeah, like, his view of her kind of shifts into a more equal one where he comforts her over Burke, even though he hates this. Yep. Kind of a poignant moment, and it was the only, like, relationship thing that I've cared about, even though it wasn't that kind of relationship. Dude, can I just say, he was a side character, and he had the, I was gonna say the most, possibly the only character growth in this entire fucking movie. (laughs) No one else grows. He, and I believe that this is probably a thing that happens to a lot of guys. You have a little sister, you're very protective, you want what's best for her, and you will do anything to protect her, and it's sweet, even though we hate it, like, who the fuck do you think you are kind of a thing. It's coming from a nice place. He just needed to learn that, like, you're right, you're not a little kid. I don't have to protect you like that. I will still protect you, but you're equal now. And he came to that. And I love that so much because it makes me not mad at the fact that he was treating her like a little girl. And it's not even over because he does follow through Mm -hmm. through the rest of the movie and it made me very happy. Yep. However, we're not there yet. We find out that Basin's dance partner drank the vomit punch and got sick. Mm -hmm. Not that it matters because this whole production is going down in flames with (laughs) Eric giggling. Um, Dennis offers to fill in for him because they're asking for anyone who has any dancing ability. And he says, my basketball coach calls me crazy legs. I love and that. that's good enough. <laughs> yep. Well, it's all going to shit. So what the fuck? Why not? <laughs> but it's actually getting better because of him, because he is the only person who actually has the balls to tell Basin that the dance problem was her fault. Yep. <laughs> and she's and- so pissed off. That yeah. all he says is, if you step back after this turn, then you'll be where you need to be. And mm. she's like, how dare you, basically. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? Was that yeah. really that bad? It was just a tip to make it better. Otherwise, you were going to go on stage looking like fucking morons. So let the boy help. Yep. Oh. But they sit down for the play, and Forrest Oates cheerfully declares, it's all over. After this one, I'll be directing on the streets. And, and he has a fucking hallucination. The thing is, I 
hate him as like the villain of this movie. I like I I feel all the emotions you're supposed to feel that he is this villain. Mm. But I want so badly for him for this play to work, and I don't know why. Because <laughs> he's wonderful. <laughs> I have a deep, deep soul connection with this man. I don't care if he's awful. And I agree with you. I hate him. He's an awful, awful person, but I love him too much to actually hate him. So it eh, doesn't matter. Um, I think this is where we go backstage and we see Peter Wong with two casts, on, like a cast on each leg, right? Yes. And he says, I don't remember to who, actually, but he does say, hey, break a leg. And I thought it was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I think the songs in this play are perfect. They're mm. not especially bad. They're not especially good, but they have that really cringy quality that songs written for high school plays have. Yeah. Where you're just like, I'm kind of enjoying this, but I also kind of hope no one ever knows I was here. <laughs> yeah yeah it was and we already talked about him but little steve like every time he sang talked whatever he did in this play i was just like dude what the fuck like i would watch this play because you are in it and sit there and cheer you on hell yeah, yes he's so good and it's like awesome. why won't you let him be the lead because <laughs> he's better as a fairy let him be the fairy we're, uh, I was going to quote Supernatural at you, but I didn't make you watch that one. But you you get those fairies. Anyway. Um. <laughs> um, in the fairy song, Cisco basically fully takes over. Um, He's not even wearing the outfits. He's wearing fucking cargo <laughs> pants and a t-shirt. Because he's Cisco. <laughs> in the middle of the number, he completely throws out all the fairy choreography including mm. the the choreography of the girl he likes to do his own yep. dance but apparently she digs it yeah and he she ends up stepping into it just in time for them to actually do that one move that we see them do over and over again when they're rehearsing and they do yeah. it right and it works um we keep cutting back to felix and the audience and he's so excited that this is happening this is the first part of the play he's been happy about thus far <laughs> yeah <laughs> He was so supportive, and I love that, that he was there, like, for his boys, you know? And he's, especially when Dennis Dennis is up there doing his dance moves, just like, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> it's so cute. Uh, I wrote his name as Fairy Guy. I didn't know his name was Lil Steve. I just wanted to throw that out there, that he is Fairy Guy in my notes every time. Anyway. <laughs> um, Burke and Stryker are having this, like, fight mid-play mm-hmm. they're singing a song about how much they love hermia and it's like a real boy band number but mm. they're having fight choreography and the other characters are constantly having to break them up and i think that's actually better than what they were trying to do without it mm-hmm. they keep having to remember that they're supposed to dance and sing in between insults They'll mm-hmm. turn around and do like a boy bandy, please love me. And then they'll turn back around just talking about like shitbox, <laughs> wanker. <laughs> I just really, especially, I loved all of that, but I especially love that it ends with, I don't remember and I didn't write it down, unfortunately, what Burke's last insult was, but Stryker runs out of insults, I'm pretty sure, because he just goes in response because he can't think of anything. It was great. These two finally, at this point, had good chemistry together, and I was so mm-hmm. excited for it. Mm-hmm. 
it worked really well and then it was over just as quickly as it started i think yep um they introduced the special effects guys by insinuating that one of them has testicle zits and the other one is building a bomb had had testicle zits very important to him i don't buy that at all he still has them Stryker has decided that to get back at Burke for him getting caught cheating on Allison, he's going to give the special effects guys money to Mm -hmm. bomb Burke while he's on stage just a little bit to scare him. Yeah, not to like hurt him in any way, of course. But you know what? He he keeps erecting his sword. That's his thing. Well, actually, the one time we saw it before was in Burke's fantasy. So that was, I guess, Burke's thing. But um. He says, I'll do this with my sword. It's like, what, hold it up? That is an awful cue. You don't think throughout this entire thing you're going to have to hold the sword up at some point? I guess not. <laughs> He's not very smart. <sighs> it's at this point that Allison has decided that safety boyfriends oh. are just fine and decides yeah. to get Burke back as a friend and maybe more if fate decides. Oh, yeah. Kelly sees them kiss and has like a f- case of the sads, but I care nothing about any of this. Yeah, like, you know what? I'll take Allison back. You two just go ahead. Maybe Kelly will eventually get over you and have that fun, fun adventure with her bestie instead, or whatever. Move on to anyone else. Literally, I don't care. Go for Striker, girl. At least I get that. <laughs> well, I mean, not now, but. No, no, but maybe at some point. Who knows? <laughs> Um, Felix gives the orchestra copies of the song Kelly wrote. It's adorable. It is. He's he's actually doing his shit. Like it's not just talking. It's he's doing it. Um, Apparently, the orchestra calls the song "Pocket Full of Ass" instead of "Pocket Full of Dreams," and (laughs) I I can see the album cover where it's just an ass with jeans but no body (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great yeah not good but no it's wonderful (laughs) speaking of things being good kelly's song actually is but it doesn't go in this play no it doesn't work i didn't enjoy the song i fast forwarded through the song um, I will talk about the song a little bit more in relation to like what happened in this scene in a sec, but it reminded me of Les Mis and the song On My Own. Oh. It didn't remind me of that song at all. And we have complete opposite opinions of songs, apparently, because I hated Kelly's song. I was like, I don't give a shit about you and your little la-la-la voice and your song that I don't care about. I didn't pay enough attention to the lyrics, I will be honest because I fast-forwarded through it, but I thought in my head anyway, I was like, oh, this is supposed to be that same kind of a feeling. I'm supposed to feel the same way as I did for that girl in Les Mis, because that girl, spoiler alert, in Les Mis, I don't know her name, is in love with the guy who is in love with somebody else, and she sings this on my own song in the, like, I love you and I'll never have you because you're in love with this other girl way, and I felt it so hard, and I don't know if it's because of the acting, because I think that girl did a really, really good job. Um, but I felt it and it hurt to watch that. Kelly singing this song, and I don't even know what the lyrics are. I felt nothing. I didn't give a shit. So therefore, because I don't think it was because of the song. But I think I didn't care about the song. Because I didn't care about this scene or her feelings or 
Burke and his flashbacks. Like, could we have at least gotten some flashbacks to things that happened that we didn't see 15 minutes ago? Yeah. Like, you could have given us some other shit to at least save Burke, make him seem like he actually at some point started to care about Kelly as more than his best friend's little sister. And we don't get that. None of that happens. So this was just another, I don't know. And it was a whole song too. It was like two, three minutes long of, I don't care. Fast forward. What's happening next? (laughs) You know, for me anyway. And everybody is like, oh, this is the song that makes you realize that you're still in love with your wife. And everybody in the audience is hugging and like, it's not that good. And it doesn't go thematically with all the rest of the music. Yeah. But it was her moment, damn it. So just let the pretty blonde have her moment. (laughs) She does have a cute voice, I will say that. (laughs) Yeah, but the point of the entire song isn't even whether it's good or not. It's that it's the song that makes Burke realize he's been falling in love with Kelly this whole time (laughs) or something. Whatever. Yeah, except we don't see that. He realizes that. We don't see it. <laughs> we don't, but I also don't want to, so whatever. True. Um, He has not stopped being selfish this entire movie, so instead of waiting until after the performance and going to talk to Kelly privately, he just, you know, ruins the show. Yep. And rejects Allison on stage. And yep. <laughs> for the show and bastardizes Shakespeare by deciding that his character is going to end up with a character that, as far as we know, he has had no on-screen anything with. Mm-hmm. I don't Yeah. Burke and Kelly. I mean Lysander and Helena. Those are names that I knew. Um, <laughs> yeah, like... Not only is he fucking everything up for the play, but like this, you you can't just keep playing with people's feelings, dude. You really can't. You strung Kelly along this entire time while you were still in love with Allison. And in like a minute, you decided, no, wait, I'm not still in love with Allison. Now that you could have Allison back and broke her heart now on stage. I'm not even, I don't even care if Allison actually still has feelings or if it was just like, I got my heart broken and you're safe and I know that you care about me thing. I don't care, that's not the point. The point is you didn't have to be a dick in front of everybody. No, because she never did that to him. No, and it was awful in every way that is possible and it shouldn't have been the moment where Kelly was like, oh, he loves me. And like people were so excited about it. It's like, no, what the fuck just happened? I felt like Stryker. His anger and his Dr. Seuss quotes about rhyming and all that was beautiful. Especially because later on, the bomb nerds insinuate that they have to perform the same show. So Allison has to get rejected on stage every single day. Yep. How fun for her. How fun. And (sighs) it's the worst. Um, At some point during Stryker's Dr. Seuss meltdown, he Mm -hmm. ends up raising his sword. So surprising. So he gets blown up, which is stupid. Yep. It's real dumb. But in the chaos, uh, Dora Lynn gets thrown into Felix's (laughs) lap, and I'm kind (laughs) of here for it. Yes! Adorable. (laughs) So cute. He ends her curse, kind of. I mean, she doesn't get hurt. Nobody else gets hurt. He catches her. It could have ended a lot worse than that. And with her luck in the past, it should have ended worse than that. But 
but fuck yes he did not he spent the rest of the movie saying no i think her curse is over she's not a jinx she's cute i like her we're gonna go have fun it's like you know what you get that yes even though i agree with you she she, i'm gonna pretend he's at least 18 because i'm so for them together that i have to for my mind's sake like he's he's already 18 he's older maybe he flunked a grade maybe his birthday is really early in the year whatever i don't care (laughs) He's 18. (laughs) But yeah, I was very excited for them being together. They were adorable and like they're going to have a good damn time. And that's what both of them wanted. Yeah. And it was cute. Um, Dennis finally kisses Basin and I care so little. Same. She fixes it too. It's just like, you're never going to be satisfied with this boy. Just please stop. Yeah. She's like, no, don't kiss it. Don't kiss me like that. Do it more like this and like i think that was supposed to be cute but you don't even like him so yeah especially because when she pulls back he's all like oh no and then he gets all (laughs) excited it's like no this this isn't good this isn't cute nope yeah sad like the love stories in this movie sucked except for felix and i sorry she's hot blonde chick i don't i'm never gonna say her name (laughs) And it wasn't even a love story between them. They're just adorable and they're going to have a damn good time. Yeah. Um, Felix stops before going off to have his good time to basically mm-hmm. give Burke his blessing, even though he still clearly hates this. Yep. It was kind of cute, though, that when Kelly came up, he immediately shifted from threatening into like the, oh, you were really good, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. He's such a good brother. He is. I 100% believe that he and Burke's friendship is at least 50% damaged until they break up. Yep. Like those two are not going to hang out the way they used to because they can't tell each other their stories anymore. And Mm -hmm. he does not like this. Nope. Like he's doing it for Kelly because he's going to be a good brother, but he is not happy with this. He's never going to be happy with this. He can't wait for them to break up, but you know, hopefully Kelly doesn't get her heart broken from it again. Um, But yeah, he's not cool with it. No, he says, Oh, if it had to be somebody, I'm glad it was you, but he's not. Mm. Mm -mm. Maybe it should have been Dennis. Oh, that would have been (laughs) not set up at all, but you know, (laughs) it could be set up in the future. Um, I finally realized that it had to be Cisco and not Kel Mitchell, though, because they do, after the credits, something that, when I say it out loud, sounds like a fever dream and yet isn't. Uh, uh-huh. Cisco and Vitamin C do a duet cover of Earth, Wind, and Fire's September, <laughs> and they dance with the cast, so they're coming out, and then Carmen Electra comes out and starts shaking her shit, and you know what? Uh-huh. Vitamin C and Cisco had some cute chemistry. Oh, I didn't watch that scene at all, so I will take your word for it. It was kind of adorable, and then the cast comes out and dances, but it's not even particularly cute or good. So it's Mm. just like, I guess if you want to see a little bit more of uh, Allison's very, very prominent nipples. Mm. Interesting. Then I don't, surprisingly. No offense to her. Then this time period, the 2000s were really, really big on really tall, um, like short haired, redhead girls. It She gave me and I don't think she is the same actress. I'm, no, I know she's not. She gave me Oh, fuck. What was her name? Uh, Boy Meets World college years. 
uh, um, Eric and Jack's Ward, roommate. Uh, Rachel. Rachel. Yeah, she gave me Rachel vibes. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not a negative that. thing. I just realized that. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was cute, but I don't want to see more of her nipples. But if anybody out there does, make sure you stick around for that yeah. scene. Um, <laughs> are you ready for final ratings? I am. You I can go first. gave it an 80. Oh, wow. I had a good time, but I did not love our main character or the actor's performance, which hurt the story a lot. I liked the soundtrack. I liked most of the side characters. And I liked that there was never a thing between Kelly and Allison. Mm. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, there were no catfights between them. Yeah. But the gags that didn't work really didn't work. Mm. Which is, I think, a main reason why I gave it 60%. Um, I, I'm i never watching this movie again. I had fun with some parts of it. I was very excited to see Cisco and Coolio and also, like, obviously my soulmate Forrest Oates was in it. So, <laughs> I mean, not I don't even mean the Same. actor. I literally mean the character. Forrest is Peter Wong's soulmate, you <laughs> Okay, maybe Peter Wong is also 18, because, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, there was way more I disliked about it. There were scenes I kept wanting to just, like, fast forward through because they meant nothing, and I kept hoping they would mean something, and they didn't. Um, so, then the love stories were all pathetic. <laughs> yeah, they really were. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone! Happy <laughs> We're actually really happy you joined us for Valentine's Day for our bonus episode. <laughs> our normal episode will be up Wednesday, but if you want to find out when our next bonus is, we would love for you to subscribe. And check us out on social media. We're on Instagram at Millennials at the Movies. We're on Twitter at Millennials ATM. And my personal Twitter is Ami, that's A-M-I underscore movies. And my personal Instagram is cantaloupe underscore eyes like the fruit. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.